When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, the great folks at Lakerholics.com who need right now all the help and support that you can give. Plus our good friends at the Hoop Heads Podcast Network is sincerely appreciated. And you think your day went from bad to worse. The day started off bad with the news that LeBron James is going to be out for at least a week with an abdominal strain. That was bad news enough. And on top of that, deja vu as the Lakers once again played the Oklahoma City Thunder, this time in the Staples Center, got off to a big lead in the first half. Hmm, just like last week. And, well, actually, it was only 19 this time. They only led by 19 at this point in time in the first half. But lo and behold, even before the second half started, the Oklahoma City Thunder whittled away at that lead, and sure enough, by the time the fourth quarter happened, the, the Oklahoma City Thunder, behind the great play of Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who had a tremendous game of 28 points, just couldn't say enough uh, just superlatives about his game. He really is going to be a great star for the future for that team. Really just stayed in control and kept this young team in there. And not only that, in the fourth quarter, they just – took command of the game, and the Lakers had a valiant effort, but many mistakes in the offering in the final minute, and they could have actually had several opportunities to tie or win the game. And unfortunately, like a ball that Russell Westbrook had going into the lane, just slipped out of their hands. And the Lakers ended up losing 107-104. to And here today to talk about this debacle and to try and paint it in some form of fashion, in a way that I don't think he can, because the alarm bells are really going to be out now. If you didn't have them out before, they're out now. But you got to go ahead and check out what he's saying today at Lakerholics.com, because now not only did we lose twice to the NBA's worst team, most likely, we've also lost our best player for an extended amount of time. It is Laker Tom and Laker Tom, despite 
A great performance by Anthony Davis, 29 points, 18 rebounds. Russell Westbrook, pretty good himself with 27 points. And Carmelo Anthony, 5 out of 10 from 3 and 21 points. Again, it just wasn't enough against the Oklahoma City Thunder. SGA had a hell of a game, you know, and uh, yeah. there's going to be a point in time when uh, the Clippers are going to be sorry they traded that man. Oh, I bet they already are. The truth of the matter is, Gerald, it's just one game. You know, you can't get too excited you keep, about it. You keep feeding me that, and I'm not well, going to Because look, at LeBron's injured, so we're playing without LeBron James. But we Anytime weren't a you, great team in the first place. A, At least we're, we're a team. We're like a team it. that in three years has not been able to come up with a positive net rating without LeBron in the lineup. But so we we're going into a game with him in the lineup. <laughs> so we're going into a game without him in the lineup, and and obviously we're not going to be favored to win that game. And Russ, I thought, played an excellent game. A big gaffe of not. I mean, he totally went ableistic and the last defensive play down there, and Dort got that easy two-pointer. That was his man, and he just chased out there and left him all alone. And, uh, also and, then, his drive and then he the lost the ball and... going up for it. But, you know, but generally speaking, he played He played well. Russ played well. Reeves played great down the stretch. Mello played great down the stretch. So we lost one game. It's not really going to matter. We may, we may lose a couple more games in the next four games that, that LeBron is likely to miss. I think I'm not concerned about that at all. I think what's even, what's the bigger story to be honest is LeBron's injury because as great as he seems to be on the court and as much as he seems to have father time held at bay, he is getting injured more often than he was when he was younger. And you can't help but feel that the 28-year-old LeBron James would not have suffered the same injury as the 37-year-old LeBron James. And so that's worrisome. But on the plus side of it, I mean, and this is something I harked on all offseason, and it's why I totally supported the Russell Westbrook trade. When you've got three superstars you're at least still in the game when you have one of them injured because you've got two other superstars. And, you know, the Lakers almost pulled it off tonight. Um, OKC has our number. You know, what can you say? It's basketball. You know, they they deserve the win tonight. They played a great game. I thought the Lakers uh, made a game effort to come back. I'm just hoping that LeBron's injury is smart planning for the marathon and not a sign of something that we're going to see more of. But the chances are that, you know, and, and it's one of the reasons why we got Westbrook, just to make sure that we still have some star power if somebody gets injured because LeBron and AD both had problems with injuries last year. And both so far this year have had problems with injuries. AD going out of the game again, you know, with a thumb situation and so forth. So He did hurt it in the it's first the half. Grind, it's the grind of the season that we're seeing only in the seventh game. Eighth game? Yeah, eighth it's, game. Uh, it's actually their five and four, so it's the ninth game. Oh, it's the ninth ninth game. Wow, amazing. And uh, I will say that for mm. that last minute is a showcase why I did not approve of that Russell Westbrook trade. Gaff, right. both in yep. offense and defense. And at critical times in a playoff series, you can't be doing that. And unfortunately, Russell Westbrook is very prone to doing that, which is you know part of the reason why I did not want him as on the trade. And 
You see yeah, but there. we wouldn't have even been close to having a chance to win this game. How do you know? How do you know? You don't know exactly Russ what you playing. could trade. You don't because know you can just look at your line. All you have to do is look at who's on the bench. Well, I'm not if thinking Russell's about not who's on the bench. Center, you think Rondo's going to do it? It's the the answer is actually who wasn't on the bench is who you could have traded for in the first place, not just Buddy Heald, but maybe other players in fault. In fact, like I said, the way it was structured, you could have had many number of options at the point guard position besides Russell Westbrook. And, yeah, but there was, chose, I, I would have loved Russell to have Lonzo Ball. Or you no. could have had Malcolm Brogdon. It could have been had before he signed his extension. So there's other options that were out there that I thought were better suited for the team that were more steady influence for the team and could have distributed the ball better and played better defense, which is a key for this team because you see they can't defend all the time when they want to. In the fourth quarter, we saw them turn it up on two occasions so far in the past couple of days over some suspect teams. This is, again, another suspect team, and they got killed in the fourth quarter, 35-24. to 24. The points in the paint after scoring an NBA season high, 78 in the last game, which was obviously a very good sign. They scored less than half of that at 36. So it's very disappointing. It's just very disappointing that it, they're it able is disappointing, to but it's but it's not tragic and it's not well, it's it, not I mean you're, failure. That, that it's not, 67 it's not and a half more, is saying bye not bye. Not anything more bye than bye. just a single game, Gerald. That's a game. It's a bigger lose. sign for me. One of 82, I think if, man. I think if you're actually looking at it objectively, you're going to say this is a bigger sign. The way the team has performed up to this point, it's a bigger sign and should be a bigger sign of concern as the team is competitive going forward. I mean, there's we already knew we were we are a championship team able without to, LeBron James. Or even we're not with a LeBron James, team without LeBron James. Remember, we got to remember the LeBron James, even with him, they've not performed up to what the expectations are, are at. Yeah, but it's been early in the season. You have a small sample size. They have 11 new players. I mean, we've gone through this over and over. I mean, why do you want to rehash the same old argument? Because I'm telling you with each it's and every single game. You want to talk about being concerned about LeBron being injure, injury prone? Man, that's a discussion you can have that I think you've got some legs. You know, at least you can make a valid argument to say that the Lakers should be panicky, uh, that this is desperation and, and this is a calamity happening and all of these various other things and the illusions that it's, you know, that the world is coming apart is is crazy. It, none of it makes I don't think it's so any crazy. sense. See, I don't think it's so crazy. I disagree with you. On that. Well, that, yeah, that, but that. I mean, Gerald, don't you get tired of doing this 82 games a season? No, again, as someone <laughs> who always said, I always look at this objectively, like as someone, like an NBA executive or an NBA scout does. Whether somebody's objective best, is subjective. <laughs> you're looking at it always with fine-colored purple and gold, rose-colored glasses, and everything's fine, and dandelions and rose-colored. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm looking at it from a standpoint that I think that, that situations are always a combination of multiple elements and multiple trends that are happening. And you can read them, and sometimes sometimes I do think they're disastrous. And there have been times when I've been a chicken little, just like you are a chicken little most of the time. But well, generally what? speaking, generally speaking, generally speaking, I expect no, 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 I expect no. good things to happen, you no, know. No. And I think that I think that there were good signs tonight. The Lakers, the Lakers, two superstars played well. You know, but I do think um, the sky may be getting close to falling, or at least it's drifting <laughs> a little bit below. Let's put it that way. It's the it's yeah, uh, descending right. on us as we speak. Yeah. 
This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. If you have a better movie in the can, why is that not the movie that you released in the first place? I would say it's more culturally relevant than The Simpsons and Rick and Morty. Like It has become a staple of American entertainment. I think Dragon Age 4 is carrying the future of Bioware on its shoulders. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. But that's you probably, gotta be that's probably that's probably a climate situation you know global warming the clouds are coming down the, the atmosphere is getting smaller and well that's yeah. a, that's another issue for another show that's not one like ours but with the 35 but, but, but there's nothing up, you know i mean i don't I, I don't tonight's game would not have changed my prediction for how many games the lakers would lose or win my prediction for how any of the players would play um in fact i i'm impressed that I'm impressed that Reeves came in and played some really clutch basketball tonight. And I'm impressed that Mello, Mello is, like I said in the last podcast, Mello is a weapon. And especially when we get in the playoffs, he's going to be a really, a very important weapon. Uh, um, it depends. He's, how you the guy, it. he's the guy that allows you to run the LeBron AD pick and roll. And they just cannot double off of But off he's of also the guy that, if you catch him on the perimeter, is also someone that's going to be very much of a problem for the Lakers on the defensive end. You've got to try and keep him down low on the block as much as you can because he's very effective on the block. Right. Is when well, you put he's him not out a on great the perimeter, defender, that's but, where your problem is. You, know, you have to sacrifice those points. The game is a balance. You know, you can't have – 100% total defensive players. You got to. Uh, I understand you know, that, I mean, but still. I, I, mean, I think Vogel, Vogel is probably a 60 40 guy, 60% defense, 40% offense. At times, he reverts to a 70 30 guy. You know, when he puts the two bigs in there, he may be an 80 20 guy, you know. But at least we know he's not a 90 10 guy like some of these coaches. The thing I find interesting about Vogel, and, and most people who follow a lot of basketball have knows there are two types of coaches. There's the coach who has a style. You know, he believes in something. He believes he's Mike D'Antoni. He believes in in the three-point shot and the fast pace and so forth. And he's going to he's going to adapt it some for the roster that he has, but basically he's not going to be successful unless unless his general manager provides him with a roster that has the talent that can run the type of offense and defense that he wants to run. And then you've got the Mike D'Antoni's who's more of the, the guy who will adjust, you know, who basically says, well, I'll, I'll run it, whatever system works with this particular roster. And, you know, and that's 75% of what I do. And 25% of what I do is that <laughs> give me two bigs, whatever you can, you know, he just, you know, he, he grew up with the verticality and that's the type of defense that got him in the NBA. And, and he's not going to lose his job without sticking to those principles, you know. So, uh, and, and it can be frustrating because there are times when, when I think that, I think that one of the reasons that guys come to L.A., shooters come to L.A. and fade, is because they understand what's important to Frank and what's important to the team. And it's not the same as, they, you don't have a green light on this team, no matter what you say. Maybe, I mean, you, if you're LeBron James and Anthony Davis and 
and probably Russell Westbrook, you do. But generally speaking, the rest of the team doesn't have a green light. They they better, you know, it's it's you, you you put up a shot, it better go in, you know, because there's only a few shots left after you talk about three superstars plus Mello having the ball, you know. So if you get one of those rare shots, you better take advantage of it and make sure that it goes in. And that puts a lot of pressure on the regular, on guys who aren't superstars, guys who don't expect that ball to go through the hoop every single time they shoot it. And whether they missed or made the last 10 doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't affect their psyche at all. They're just going to let it fly. I'll say this. You've got some very disappointing results from everybody else not named Carmelo Anthony that's outside of the big two. For instance, Dwight Howard, yeah, of course, he's a plus eight, but he only helped you out with two points. I mean, you got right. DeAndre Jordan, yeah, he's a plus five, but you only got him a single point. Rajon Rondo, he's regular season Rondo to the T. So don't give me that playoff Rondo stuff right now because it ain't the playoffs. He's, you're getting full regular season Rondo. The thing is, I don't see him with an attitude. I don't see him with the usual non swagger He doesn't have he doesn't have his legs beneath him. Yeah, he at just all. doesn't have it. He you just know, doesn't have he, it right now. He gets this into is, the he gets into the paint and he's he's yeah. stumbling. He's this is not first thing that goes is are your legs, man. I mean this is not the the Ron, yeah. you know regular season rondo of two years ago or three years ago where he was you know really trying to do something else or he was really you know in a bad way or in a bad spirit or just meandering through. I think he's really trying to give an effort I just don't think he has it right now. Right. No, and that's, I don't think that's a problem either. for the team because that's 15 minutes of nothing that right. he gave you tonight. Wayne yeah. Ellington coming back, gave you nine minutes, but he really gave you nothing as well. Missing right. all, almost all of his shots. And that's, and that's a big, it's a big factor because the problem that as I see it right now is that our role players are our two other starters besides the big three, forget, forget LeBron being injured. That's going to have its price and we'll pay it over the next week. And let's, let's just hope and pray that, you know, that, that Bron will be okay after that. But it's the, it's the, the other two starters that aren't giving us enough to really compensate, you know, and it's, it reminds me, you know, I mean, I've made the argument on the blog that Baysmore and Bradley or even Ellington and Ariza, you know, the, the lineup that, people thought was going to happen the two people the two guys who were going to start before the injury bug hit us i don't think any of those are going to be good enough really to take us to a championship you know we really need to get another player another we need another starter now the hope was that ellington would be that guy you know he would be that let's say poor man's buddy healed not with me i've been it hasn't shown to me you know what that means is that the lakers i think i've seen enough to see that bradley and baysmore right now are the obvious logical choice for a D and three players, which is what Frank wants instead of three and D players. He's not going to put the guys who shoot, but don't defend as well in there. He's going to put the best defenders in there who are pretty good shooters, but they're not volume shooters. And so that leaves a volume in the three point shooting to be done by LeBron and Russ, which is not what you want. We need a, another starter who can produce like LaMelo or like Melo can who we can count on to be 15 points a game to take that, you know, and, and, it, and it's got to come from shooting. It's got to come from being a player like, like Mello that you can't leave alone. You know, you put him in the corner and his defender is going to be in the corner. He's not going to be floating in the lane, trying to grab the ball when LeBron drives or Russ drives. He's going to be standing in there. He's going to be standing right next to that shooter uh, because if he leaves him, that's the guy who's going to kill you. 
And the Lakers need a guy like that. I'm hoping that, you know, we, we have some candidates for it. Ellington is the obvious candidate. He's supposed to be maybe next to, listen, what the, what the scouts tell me, and I haven't watched him enough to really see it myself. What the scouts tell you is that next to Steph, he may be the next best person at adjusting when he passes the ball to getting open on a shot. And so then you, this is those dribble handoffs where he takes it and does a quick jump sidestep and gets open, but he hasn't been able to hit his shots yet, you know, and he's been injured. <laughs> so it's a combination of the Lakers, you know, come to the Lakers and get hurt and forget how to shoot. Well, he was here once before and, you know, we obviously got residual returns there and he's come back and like I said, first game, nine minutes, not much, three points, right. one out of five from three, not really the way you want to get it done. Right now, the Lakers' fifth best player is an undrafted kid out of Oklahoma who didn't yep. even look good in summer league. So that's really not very good sign for the I, team. I right thought now. Reeves played excellent defense tonight. He was, you know, yeah, but he's a he rookie, caused, so he gets he every call heavy. against him. He's the best. He was the best defender against SGA, and I, I'm just amazed at how good SGA has has become. Because I always thought he was really going to have problems with his three point shot because he shoots it from from down at his waist. And generally, the guys that that really are the great three point shooters, they they have a quick shot that's that gets off head height, so that you know it's hard to block. But Shea's made a believer out of me, man. I mean, you just don't like to see him with the ball and his hands out there. And if he gets in the lane, he he knows how to use the euro step, and he's extremely athletic, and he can make those off balance shots. He's going to be a force. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout. But we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. He is going to be a force indeed. He already is already. He is someone who that the Oklahoma City Thunder fans can look towards you as someone who's going to guide their future. Somebody that's finally not going to trade. A star Uh, that's finally not going to trade. Unless they've got something really good to offer in return because they've got a great future there with so many picks. First and second round picks, they've got dozens of them. I don't even know if it's possible for them to – Frankly, no, they, they would actually if, if they end up I, using all these draft picks before the end of the, the they'd decade, have two teams. They would have three. So three let's teams. just put it that way. Yeah. yeah. So we, I think they're going to go ahead and make some trades yeah. at some point. That's a given. But speaking of trades, before we end on out, please check out the Lakerholics.com page for Laker Tom's latest article: Rebuilding the Lakers starting lineup with two key trades of the deadline. I will just leave it at this, and we'll go ahead and head on out. I spoke to Rafael Barlow, and he wondered why I still picked the Lakers, even with all the shaky defensive issues at the beginning of the year. Why did I still pick the Lakers to win the world championship? I said at the time that I thought they were not a world championship team yet, but that they would make the one key trade that would go ahead and put them over the top. So that's my opinion, that they will yeah. make a trade at some point in time to go ahead and yeah. add that piece because they sure need it. Because tonight they really needed to get well, it done. You know, unless we could learn did. how to take three guards and compress them into one, because we get to have way too many shooting guards and not enough small forwards. 
we yeah. need something to go ahead. There'll be something because... happening, and it's it's yeah. THT and none. Those are the two guys, and and Monk because none and Monk, none and Monk. We have zero chance of resigning. So when the trade deadline comes, these are two valuable players that you can get something for, and none has a five million dollar contract, so he's got some trade value, whereas Monk is just a minimum contract. And the only other trading chip we've got is THT at, at ten million. THT. There's a trade that could be made for Buddy Heel, for example, with THT and and Nunn and uh, and Monk. I love the idea of Marcus Smart in a Lakers uniform, and and apparently the situation has not gotten any better in Boston. He's not even a, close to becoming a great shooter anytime yeah. soon. So no, but but he's an elite defender, man, and he can yeah, defend. He can defend. He can defend three positions. He can defend four positions, in my opinion. But the thing is, he shoots only 25% from three, or 28, I'm sorry. And that's that's still going to be a problem in playoff time. But, again, we will go ahead and continue to update you on those things, including LeBron James' injury. He is out, like I that's said. The biggest news of, that's the biggest news of the day, not the yeah, loss. That and, that and getting humiliated yet again to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Right. LeBron James is out for another week looks like with an abdominal injury hopefully he'll get better soon hopefully we'll be closer to just the week and not more as hinted upon by Woj and Shams and everybody else there but the Lakers did unfortunately lose again to the Thunder this time at home in a terrible fourth quarter 107 to 104 if you have questions for Laker Tom you want to shout out your your disdain or anger or what the (laughs) Lakers are doing right now Laker Tom you can do it on Twitter at Laker Tom, or the best place to do it in detail is at Lakerholics.com. You can put a nice little article, nice little paragraph yourself and just vent to Laker Tom on what's going on with the Lakers. Or if you want to go ahead and do it with us at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter or Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. Well, Laker Tom, great to have you back here. I'm glad you went ahead and suffered through this show like I did because it was very unpleasant for Lakers fans to remind you that they did lose 107-104. It's like a, it's like a vacation, Gerald. You know, we, we have a four-game vacation because LeBron's on the bench. Yeah, well, That's when we he comes back it. from vacation, if it is four games. Let's see, if, let's see if we can learn to win. It's a challenge for us. It's an opportunity right. and a challenge. Let's then see if the we challenge starts without LeBron and the lineup. Well, the challenge starts on Saturday against Portland, yeah. and we'll be here after the game on Saturday night to talk about it. Hopefully it's a win for the Lakers, but we'll see. But once again, the Lakers did lose 107-104. We'll be back and catch you on Saturday after the game. And check us out if you didn't get a chance to, right wherever you get your podcasts. I have a lot of great interviews over the past couple weeks that are not just from Laker Tom. So please go ahead and check out all the great interviews I did. It was also Jennifer Matthews Lewis, Sean Grice, and so much more. So check it out today right here at the Lakers Fast Break. But once again, 107-104, the Oklahoma City Thunder over the Los Angeles Lakers. And we'll be back on Saturday after the Portland Trailblazers game. Let's go Lakers. Let's see what they can do on Saturday right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.